Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces, Cosmonaut Boot Camp with Raw Dow, hosted by Tendermint Timmy. Let's take a listen. Sweet. Appreciate you, Finn. You rock. Hopefully, we did not just sabotage someone else's space. That was not the intention. Um, come back to the Twitter recording later. But appreciate you either way, man. <laughs> Cool. So I guess let's let's dive in. We've got a nice little crowd here and the recorder is on. So um, let's just start with like a little intro on yourself and the project in general. I'm sure everyone in here like kind of knows what Rod Dow's place is in the ecosystem at the moment. But let's assume some people don't even because, uh, yeah, people check the recording later, look into Rod Dow. So let's just start from the top. Um, however, you think that makes most sense. Yeah, so uh, personally, I'm a, like a backend engineer. Uh, for a while, I was working. Uh, I had worked a little bit in crypto, not in engineering capacity, but kind of in like the Web two space. Um, and then found out about Juno. Uh, was just thought it was like the coolest project. Love the you know kind of the anti VC nature, very community based chain. Um, and just really got started with the with the Juno hackathon. Um, and that's really where. Uh, Juno Swap came out of it. Actually, originally was called uh, Wasm Swap, but we ended up uh, changing the name to Juno Swap based off some advice we got from from people in the the Juno ecosystem. And yeah, and just went to town building this really cool AMM. Uh, did you know had did really well in the hack Juno, um, and then kind of thought, what's next? Where do we go from here? And you know, everyone was bugging us like, when token, when token, when token. So, you know, we listen to people and we, and that's where kind of where raw was born and raw, you know, I think any DEX really needs a, a governance layer. It needs, it needs something that's, you know, kind of in a few DAOs, I mean, DAOs are organizations. So like a product needs an organization that is kind of like the wrapper for that, for that product. And that's really how I think, you know, the relationship between uh, raw DAO and Juno are. So raw DAO is kind of the, the organization that is building the Juno swap product. And it's also, uh, you know, providing the incentives that are attracting the liquidity to to the platform. Um, so that's, I know, kind of how Raw, DAO, and JunoSwap put together. And kind of, you know, the goal of both these organizations, of, of Raw, DAO, and, and what JunoSwap's for is to kind of just, like, create this DeFi ecosystem on Juno. Um, we really want to be supporting Juno projects and, you know, making sure that, like, Ideally, like you know, it's it's not even a question where the projects list first. They, we want them to come straight to Juno Swap, and we really want to create like the right space, the right uh, the tools, the incentives, everything they need to like make that uh, a reality. And um, yeah, that that's kind of raw DAO Juno Swap in a nutshell. Um, any cool? Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I, th- I think what's kind of cool about that is while raw 
kind of came from JunoSwap. Um, I know something you mentioned when we were chatting the other day is kind of going forward. You guys almost sort of want the roles reversed, like you want RawDAO or JunoSwap to be one of the many things RawDAO helps to like support and, and work on both from a tokenomics perspective and just like development wise. And so is did I get that right the other day? Yeah. Raw yeah, DAO totally. yeah. past Juno, right? Yeah. So I mean a Juno I, swap. Yeah. So go, kind of going back to like what I was saying about like, you know, I, I think of DAOs. I mean, I guess the 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 traditional web two thing would be like a DAO is like a company. Obviously there's a lot of differences there. But like a product is a thing, but a product needs a group of people to build it. It needs a group of people to decide what what to build, pay for it to be built, and that's kind of like the role that like RawDAO serves to JunoSwap. But yeah, like you're saying, like I think I think really the future for for RawDAO and things like I haven't uh, discussed anything publicly yet, but like it would be really cool to explore other avenues, other DeFi products. And I think I think there is a really interesting opportunity, like to you know, to, to build these other DeFi products and to provide this, like, you know, be a really good DAO that could be the governance layer for other projects. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, there's, I know there's probably like, uh, when you think about the future, it's kind of even hard to put any boundaries on it because who knows where it'll go eventually because Juno desperately needs, to an extent, I think that part of the beauty of Juno is the, the truly like free range decentralized nature. But there's a happy medium for sure to have uh, a group of people, in this case, like a DAO with sort of a unified mission that can be some level of like a go to uh, for the Juno ecosystem as a whole. So, yeah, who knows what that will like expand to mean in the future. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah go ahead. Totally great. I think I think there's a lot of just like ba- like great infrastructure projects that we would love to talk to and help support. like. A big, I mean, off the top of my head, like oracles are a big thing that like would be really beneficial to the Juno community. Um, also, the liquid staking that's coming on right now, I think, is super important for a healthy DeFi ecosystem. Uh, so, a lot of stuff, a lot of cool stuff to build. Well, we should definitely chat. Uh, earlier today, I was a guest on an EverStake space, like the uh, staking provider, um, mm. who was like kind of interviewing AMAing with an Oracle project that seemed pretty interesting called Redstone that was, is fairly chain agnostic. And they reached out to me after the space, just saying like, Hey, you want to connect like chat later? So I'm going to be talking with them sometime this weekend. And I'm definitely going to explore like what it might take to integrate their stuff into Juno. Um, And I'll definitely keep you in the loop on that conversation. If you want to look into them at all, you'd probably get way more from reading their docs than I. Um, It's Redstone Finance. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so crazy. I'm a big Oracle guy, so as soon as you said that, jumped at the opportunity to agree. Um, Awesome. So I guess there's sort of probably a lot of questions people have um, in terms of the immediate next steps for raw, like the near future updates to the token usage model incentives, Juno swap, whatever. And I know you took uh, a pretty big step forward in that today with a Commonwealth proposal, right? I haven't even had a chance to look at it. Actually, I've been busy up until now. So for my benefit as well, um, do you want to kind of talk on that? Yeah, so I, I I meant to put this up yesterday. I mean, and and I didn't end up putting it up till like twenty minutes before this space. 
But uh, yeah, so the thing we're working on right now is to start um, kind of our, what's always been our plan is to start uh, having revenue for the DAO in the form of like, you know, aligning the JunoSwap product in the DAO in terms of the DAO getting swap fees uh, from JunoSwap. Uh, some, some, some portion of swap fees, uh, actually the proposal right now is kind of just like leaving that up to the community. Uh, mostly because when I gave ideas, everyone told me my ideas of free breakdown were terrible. So <laughs> I, I want the community to speak up and figure out what the right answer should be. But really creating this revenue stream and making it so that like raw DAOs are really incentivized to like, hey, let's make JunoSwap have a ton of volume and have a ton of great projects so we can like, you know, keep building this and then like collect these fees and then use these fees for a variety of things, including uh, paying paying for stuff to get built or even at some point, uh, you know, like uh, like doing a dividend to, to, to raw holders. Um, so a lot of cool things that the DAO can decide to do with, with that, with those funds. Sweet. Um, does anyone else in here who's listening, uh, that, you know, have access to the raw DAO account? Cause I don't want to interrupt your flow here, but it would be cool if you could put that in a tweet and I could pin it up at the top of the space for people to hot jump to. Um, you need, you want to. Like if the raw DAO could make a tweet about the Commonwealth proposal, oh. uh, I could pin it up at the top and uh, oh. people would be able to hop over there real quick. I can, I can try. My okay. <laughs> um, Sweet. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you do that. And yeah. while you do, I'll shout out to everyone listening. Um, we're going to have a little like AMA section towards the end um, where people can come up, uh, ask questions, get clarification on whatever. Um, but as always, also feel free to like either uh, reply to the tweet for this space or DM me a message if there's something, um, you know, we're we're touching on at the moment that you want to ask on and, you know, I'll try and speak up for you. But uh, we definitely want to get the community's sort of input and all the questions about uh, surrounding raw and JunoSwap answered. So, yeah, feel free to do that. And then... Also, obviously, whenever we get this tweet pinned up at the top, um, definitely head over to Commonwealth and and weigh in there because that's where, you know, the actual meat meat of the situation is happening right now. Beautiful. Uh, it has been posted. Fantastic. Well, didn't mean to put you under pressure like that, but don't worry. Cosmonauts are patient. I've learned. <laughs> uh, I don't know who runs that account. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So, yep, pinned at the top of the space. Hot link on over there. If it works. Um, cool. Yeah, that was a that was a good call. Um, but yeah, super excited about that. Super excited to start doing more more ways to uh to uh build out like utility on you know, build out this utility on top of raw, uh make the DAO more active. I think kind of the the our next step that we want to work on is making it really easy to create pools and to add incentives on JunoSwap. Um, that's something the community has been asking for for a long time, and we really want to deliver on that. Um, so that's kind of what we, you know, next. And then, like from there, I think once we kind of have these like automatic listings, I think the the cool thing for Rod out to step in is the kind of be like the, you know, I think Osmosis Frontier was a really great product, um, and having kind of this distinction between like, uh, you know, pools that are just like totally permissionless, like anyone created, like we we love them, we want them. But then also having pools that have been like uh, basically approved by RawDAO. Like this is a legit pool. This is a legit project. Like this was all set up correctly. And giving RawDAO that opportunity to kind of be this place where you uh, give like signing off on, on you know, giving legitimacy to certain pools on JunoSwap. Um, I don't think that's going to be necessarily like 
I think it's not trying to be like, you know, this, we don't like that project. We're just saying like this project's legitimate versus like, you know, who knows what people are going to yeah, list. First, we don't know. No, for sure. I think, I think most people will probably uh, enjoy that sort of thing. I think osmosis is a good balance. Nobody feels necessarily excluded because uh, they do have, you know, uh, frontier and um, it never hurts to just add like some level of polish so long as it's, you know, obvious and easy for people to access the rest of the assets. That's really the only problem I could see anyone having. Um, so looking at like the, the governance or the Commonwealth post here, uh, it looks like kind of the two things you're, you're looking for input on is like what sort of fees should be implemented? Um, like what percentage amount mm-hmm. and, and how should they be split between the raw DAO and the LPs uh, from which yeah. they come? Yeah, and, and so I guess let's just start off. Like, what are what are what are you thinking? I, I appreciate that you didn't put any thoughts in this post. Leave it totally open. But um, yeah, where where what kind of numbers are you thinking, or internal, yeah, in general? So to like kind of start off, like we could chat about what they are now. So right now it's point three percent, which is kind of the that's that's basically the Uniswap standard. That's what like Uniswap V one was. Um, and the thing to remember with fees is that like. Sometimes you're not just swapping through one pool, you're swapping through two pools. Um, theoretically, you can swap for more, but like that's not really something that's needed on JunoSwap yet. Um, but you're swapping, if you swap through two pools, you're actually doubling the fees. So that becomes 0.6. So it's just important to remember like what the fee looks like in a single swap for s- situation versus a double swap. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that like a slight increase in fees might be right. And then having like, you know, maybe a 50-50 split with the LPs or uh, the, the the DAO, but also, like, you know, uh, conscious of, like, uh, you know, making sure, like, the LPs, you know, there's multiple stakeholders here, make sure the LPs are comfortable with this. Um, generally, like, when you look at DEXs, like, these days with all the incentives, like, the LP rewards are fairly small compared to, like, the other incentives. Like, I was looking at, like, an, the Osmosis USDC pool today and, like, if you put a thousand dollars in there, you would get like ninety bucks uh, in swap fees. You know, ten percent, which is good, but you know the pool's paying like forty um, in incentives. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the thoughts that go through my head, and super open to feedback or having other people provide thoughts. Okay, cool. Yeah, and so this, I guess, for for added context for people like. Um, this is separate from like emissions rewards, incentive rewards, right? Right, right. Yeah, this is, this is this is a fee that the contract currently the contract collects a certain percent of the, the trade and distributes it to the in just into the LP pool. So it's not going to the LP. It's like basically your LP position becomes more valuable. Um, and what we would do is we we can now control how much that fee is, and you know control how much is going to go to the LPs and how much will be sent to another address in this case raw dow gotcha cool um and then quick question just before i forget i don't think now that i'm thinking about it i don't think i do any swaps on juno swap that require it really often so i haven't noticed but um double swapping like you were mentioning i know on osmosis that's sort of automated like it'll do it for you between two pairs do you guys have that implemented already or is that something that's in the pipeline yeah, it, it it's implemented and that's how it's operating under the hood. It's not ah. you can work on making it more visible um than how it is currently. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely I think it's fine to not be like as long as you know yeah, it's working. I think that's sometimes my my opinion that like it you don't want it to be like there's some stuff that like th- these under the hood is so complex you don't necessarily need to display to the user. But like we actually have uh, a, a pretty nice system here where it'll actually like look so some so it will actually if there's like two routes you can go through one's a double hop and one's a single hop it will actually compare both those routes and decide which one is going to get you the better like all you care about is how much coins you get out at the end um right so we'll actually pick the one that's optimal at that point in time okay so that begs a kind of a little bit of a tangent uh we don't need to get into it too much but i've just wondered because i know that that's how osmosis works too i assumed either that was how you guys worked or you were uh, going to be implementing mm-hmm. that um how does something and you might not even know how does something like tfm get a better price if it's essentially doing the exact same thing i don't know if you're even familiar with tfm i just got a phone call and it interrupted the space um yeah oh no worries like the dex aggregator yeah that's like how does a dex aggregator is actually very it's in in my mind very similar to like how uh our front end works like it just includes pools from other DEXs and probably has some sort of, you know, it's got to take into account that the contracts might be different, have different interfaces. But from a logical perspective, it's just like, I want to swap this asset to this asset. You know, you kind of have this map of like all the different ways you can go from asset A to asset B and then figure out which path along that map is, is, the, is the most efficient. Mm, so when I see like... Um... I mean, I've, I've done it myself, I've tried it, but when I see these screenshots going around of like, like TFM offering a better price for a trade than JunoSwap, mm-hmm. that would presumably be because it's factoring in loop into the equation now, and there's uh, some kind of arbitrage or something? That would be my guess. I, I, I okay. have to look at that spe- the specific situation at that specific point in time. That's and, been my guess. Is, yeah. yeah, and that, that makes total sense. Like if, if you know, anyone listening who wants to take advantage of arbitrage opportunity, it sounds like it's a big one, but... Uh. Yeah. Um, actually, that's something we should um, touch on maybe a little bit later, like uh, the potential for kind of third-party tools such as arbitrage modules, bots, scripts, whatever, um, to integrate with Junoswap. Um, yeah. But we can get into it a little later. So still on the fees, I guess I haven't... Uh, I kind of like uh, what, what the model you laid out. I think... I think it's an interesting sort of balance. I almost wonder if anyone would really care or notice if you raised the fees like 0.1 or 0.2% from your model. Um, because I th- I initially lean towards a 50-50 split as well. Um, that's what you said, right? Yeah. Between I, I, yeah, DAO and LPs. I was, my, my question would just be like, you know, you really want to make sure you like are getting the LP, you know, make sure that like your LP your providers are aware that, you know, the fees changing, like why it's changing, that they're comfortable with that change. Um, that's definitely something to consider. Um, here, you know, here's my, I don't know if it's good, but here's my reasoning I, for thinking that like the fees yeah. could actually get bumped up a little, like meaning that the user the swapper pays so that then more is distributed to both the DAO and the LPs. I think at the moment, like with how JunoSwap is positioned in terms of size um, relative to crypto as a whole being pretty small, but also sort of first mover's advantage and going to be one of the biggest ones on Juno for the foreseeable future. I think 
you're in a spot where like the average person like myself, I'm not really going to notice or care that much about the swap fees uh, differing by, you know, 0.1 or 0.2%. If it's a little bit higher, that's fine. It's the convenience of not going to osmosis or getting an asset that's only on Juno swap or whatever it might be. Um, and so then that leaves like bigger, bigger players who might really care about every dollar they put into a large transaction. And like with this stage uh, of like how big you guys are, I think they would care a lot more and be harmed a lot more by slippage than they would by a higher percent swap fee. So I think yeah. doing like everything in your power to um, increase the, you know, attraction of adding liquidity and getting that in there, at least in these sort of starting stages might like, that's at least why I lean towards saying maybe even up the fees a bit. That's yeah, my rationale. I, I think that makes, that makes sense. Um, I think, I think, I think the one that's really interesting there is like, you know, you are oftentimes you might be on Juno swap because you want, you want that asset that is nowhere else. You want that Juno native asset. And in that case, if we really are, you know, if we, like you said, if we're the ones that have the most liquidity, you know, we're the only ones that are offering that, then like, I don't want to say like, you got nowhere else to go, but like, you got nowhere else to go. <laughs> like that just is the price. There, it's not like you're going to yep. find a better price anywhere. And no, on top man. of that, the ma majority of people who are are using JunoSwap and our LPs on JunoSwap are raw out holders. It is a very community-owned project. Um, and that, you know, I, I think most of them would be like, oh, yeah, I mean, you're taking the LP fees away from me now or the swap fees from me now, but it's going to this project that, like, I like and I'm a member of this DAO. Um <laughs> So I, I, I'm curious if that, that message would resonate with, with people. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll throw those thoughts into a Commonwealth post after this just to put my hat in the ring. Um, but awesome. yeah, reminder for uh, everyone just listening, uh, if you scroll up to the top, oh, looks like I double pinned it. Um, you can get a hot link to the Commonwealth thread uh, that we're talking about right now where these uh, change in swap fees are being discussed and we'd love to get really all of your input. Um, so yeah, head over there if, if you're interested in being a part of this conversation. Cool. So I guess um, given actually at this point, I knew we we're kind of going to do, if anyone wants to come up just on that point and like weigh in on particularly this Commonwealth discussion uh, here in like a voice context as opposed to text, um, feel free to request. We could, we could do that real quick. And then if not, we can maybe move on. So I'll give people a second. All right, cool. I'm going to assume everyone's just typing away on Commonwealth instead. Sweet. So um, I guess sort of the next thing to, oh, and just as I say that, let's see. Rama always has some good insight. Oh, yeah. Love that, I will come up. Yeah. The, the usual Bogan Aussie voice that always talks will come up. Uh, apologies, I did want to join this. I, uh, the, the Wait, I, I need to know what Bogan means. That's oh, an Aussie ah, slang. Aussie slang. Nice. Okay. Uh, Bogan is basically, uh, think of like the ghetto. So, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a, my understanding, it's like an Australian hillbilly. Yeah, exactly. It's like the boonies. We would say the boonies. The boon yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Bogans, that. yeah, we, we, we do the moonshine and, uh, it's just a term that we all use for each other. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I was in. Uh, I, I saw a spaces Gainsy. I, I, uh, I saw him in a spaces with Alex, uh, who did the report on kind of Cosmos, and they were talking about proof of stake, and they, they needed some help. So I took the liberty to jump up there and do my terrible job of explaining it 
uh, to like some Cardano people. Um, so hopefully that uh, helps bring some people into the ecosystem. But uh, I, I was super interested in joining this this space because I wanted to update on DAO, uh, raw DAO, but I thought that uh, took priority. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to quickly read it now. But uh, I think it's all about kind of bringing in swap fees for LPs and, and raw stakers. Or did I get that wrong? Just LPs? Yep. Yeah, so, so the swap fees would go to raw, go to the raw DAO treasury. So LPs already are getting swap fees. And what we're going to do is make it so that the the swap fees are configurable, like the, the, the DAO has the power to change swap fees and the DAO has the power to, to decide how much of the swap fees go to the LPs versus raw, the raw DAO treasury. And then once the fees are in the treasury, the DAO can do what it wishes, which you know can include funding projects, funding devs, uh, giving dividends to stakers, just top of mind things that could be done. Yeah, nice. So I think it's uh, kind of, Phase one uh, is uh, like an initial change to upgrading the contracts and then uh, getting additional um, raw back into the treasury for uh, additional um, uh, development or uh, incentivization yeah. for other projects and stuff, and, right? Uh, yeah, and I think I think that's actually worth to note that th- this uh, these fees will be in the it's like in the input currency that you use to swap. So if you're swapping. Juno for something else, the, the fee is going to be in Juno. If you're swapping raw to something, the fee is going to be in raw. If it's in, you know, uh, gelato, like it's going to be in gelato tokens. Like, so whatever you're trading for the other thing is what the fee is going to be in. So the DAO will have like a kind of a diversified oh, nice. revenue stream of different tokens, including USDC. If you're using USDC to buy Juno. Yeah, that's super cool. I, I really like the idea of kind of diversifying the treasury uh, across all of the, the tokens on the decks. Um, really kind of uh it, in a way i think it could benefit it right because then it's not all dependent on the price of raw you know say uh you know adam does a 4x and the treasury is sitting on a thousand adam all of a sudden the treasury's now just got 4x uh just from swap fees that, that's a really nice idea love that yeah and also gives us the ability to you know i think i think having dollars in your treasury is always a little underrated um but it, it can be really nice to have dollars in the treasury to pay devs mostly is the most important thing and then it gives us tokens like, like raw tokens are hard for, or, you know, the liquidity is actually pretty good, but you know, we don't want to sell too much. And like, it's kind of a double-edged sword. The more we sell, the more price goes down. But if we have Juno, if we have USDC, like we obviously wouldn't want to be dumping like, you know, the smaller projects that we want to support, but you know, kind of the bigger projects that have a ton of liquidity, it, it would be nice so that we can turn this into, into dollars to pay people. Yeah, so just just on that note, um, from a treasury perspective, are we purely talking talking raw DAO treasury for for development work, or is this also the treasury for kind of a, an example I could think of would be, uh, say we're sitting on a thousand Juno, uh, and um, a new project comes on on board to the decks, and we want to provide incentives to that project. Can we swap that Juno for for raw to then put into the liquidity pool through that same treasury? Yeah, so so this this the, the when I say the DAO treasury, that that's like the on chain DAO that's that's controlled that it's controlled by the raw stakers so yeah whatever the the, the raw stakers that have the right to vote want to do with these this this treasury they can do um which is i think you know i mean that's what this is all about this was all about community-based DAOs are about um you know if they, if they want to get together and they want to you know give all their money to dog DAO, like great not saying i'm going to make that proposal <laughs> maybe i'll make that proposal but <laughs> probably voted down yeah, and I think that's the, the cool thing, right? Like the, the kind of article that I put out 
was to kind of you know initially talk through how we got to where we are and then throw out some crazy ideas and uh i think the this one is like the first one to be implemented is, is awesome uh, and you've taken it to a whole another level with like the multi-asset treasury um because of that right like we were so precious with the raw well i feel like we still are quite precious around how we distribute the raw because we thought it was a finance supply and in the current model it was just inflationary uh, at least now we can get a percentage of that back to then buy back raw to then re-incentivize pools and uh, to me like the other thing that i think is you know important to note like in, 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 a, in a bear market the funds might be like you know if you just choose to distribute them to the raw stakers it might be like you know you know like when you like have a starbucks stock and you get your like you know one dollar dividend it's like uh, yeah you know if i'm a raw whale this is real money but you know if i'm a smaller holder it's it's not moving the needle for me but instead uh taking that money and using it to pay devs i think would go a really long way but you know <laughs> i'm a dev so obviously i'm gonna i'm gonna argue for that <laughs> yeah well like the, the whole thing is right like the, the the dex was released as like the beta and then we got to i think we're are we version one yet still beta yeah, it's version version one. Sure. Version one. Yeah, I, cool. I, I always just leave the beta title and everything. You know, it's like uh version ten is the the fine the, the the main product now. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, um, I think no, that know, was twenty twenty one. Now it's version eleven. Yeah, version twelve. <laughs> we just said version twelve. Who knows? Um, there, um, there is, but there yeah, is like a, you need to. Yeah, there is a V two that that our designer has done that's really cool. We just need to get the capacity to build it. Yeah, which is the, the point that I was talking about, right? Like to to get stuff done, you need to have devs and they need to get paid. So I think this is a great model to kind of incentivize that and then make sure that people get paid to spend time and focus on it. Uh, and if the DEX wants to be, you know, a DEX and, and be big and compete with, say, Osmosis or have its own unique place alongside Osmosis, then you need to develop that and that needs to be paid. Um, so I think this is yeah. a, a good start for sure. And I think... Yeah. Uh, so long as we can, uh, you know, build up the treasury and get people paid, uh, those development activities like version two uh, will come. Uh, version two, are we going to see like a, a pretty slick new UI for, you know, uh, swap fees or slippage percentages? Yeah, we, we've been working some of those ideas already. Um, version two, uh, it's been a second since I've looked at it. Our, our designer, I would say, is like maybe the most talented person on the team. <laughs> like he's, he's really freaking good. Um, like we, we can't even use him full time cause he just like designs too much or like we can't build this. <laughs> like there's no way, but he's, he's absolutely phenomenally talented. Uh, same designer on Dow Dow as well. Y'all like that work. All right. Same guys. Dow Dow. Love it. I have yeah, a quick question for you, Ben. Um, actually it was a Juno swap designer first. So point of, point of pride. <laughs> point of pride. I love that. Um, so I really like just quickly going back to the uh, like diversified DAO income of, you know, whatever coin is getting swapped from uh, that's that's like where the fees are paid. Just curious if. Is there a reason you chose not to do like 50 50, like 50 percent uh, of what goes into the DAO comes from the asset being swapped from and 50 from the one being swapped to? Just to like kind of further the diversification potential, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a choice in the contract that just like kind of simplifies things. Um, I think the yeah. idea would be that like, 
you know, actually, it'd be really interesting to look at, like, is the volume, like, fairly equal or is it really skewed? Um, it, 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 when price is, like, staying pretty similar, my guess is that the volume is pretty equal. Um, so I think end of the day, it probably isn't, like, a tremendous difference, except on the days where there's, you know, a huge swing up or huge swing down. But, yeah. You know, that that tends to go, you know, tends to go both ways anyways. Um, right. Yeah. And if you zoom out enough, yeah, I, everything I, I goes up and down. Question. It just comes down to like a technical choice that, that simplified the contract. Okay, cool. Cool. I was just curious purely on that front. Um, we got Delray up here though from Staken. Um, would love to hear your input on this Commonwealth proposal or anything we've kind of touched on so far. Hi, Damien. Thanks. Uh, hi guys. Hope you're doing okay. And thanks, Timmy, for putting up the spaces. As usual, just putting out the best content out there. Happy to see some familiar faces in the audience, too, and happy to meet the new ones. Uh, actually, I just have, uh, I just quickly went over the proposal, and it's really good. I just wish you the best luck, uh, Ben. Uh, just a suggestion uh, I believe it would be beneficial. And we all can be or can have more clearance uh, about the proposal. I think it would, be, it would be good if you put like a link or maybe a Google Sheet uh, with the historical data on how much in fees you have collected so far uh, and how much is the, is the projection with these, uh, with these new changes in the fees. Uh, for the swap, I don't know if I'm making sense to you now. Yeah, I I, I think that's a really good point. Um, I think that would be really interesting to get like the historical data uh, on what the fees can be, and I, I think too to like really look at what the fees were back back when we were you know Juno forty dollars because that's kind of you know I think we we all you know I think all of us here believe in the bull market coming back one day. Um, but yeah, that's a really good point and something that we we would we would like to work on. Yeah, totally. Maybe that historical data, what you have, what you have done so far with the fees collected, how they have been distributed, and the projection on on how much they would be in the future, and what you would do with those. And that's just my input. That's it. Yeah, I, I can answer one of those questions at least. The fees and the fees previously have all gone to LP providers, no L, L liquidity providers. All the fees go to the LP providers. That's in the current. Uh, okay, so I, I believe I'm confused with the 50-50 stuff. So the 50-50 is the proposal for the future state. Or here, okay, okay, I'll go from the top because he might be confused on what I was uh, talking about 50-50. So a couple different things at play here. So currently, yeah, the fees go to the LP pools only and the fees um, sort of... Ben Ben probably could explain it better, but they like increase the value of the LP position. Um, now the new model would propose to have those fees be split between doing that and also um, filling the the raw DAO's treasury. And then I also brought up another fifty fifty thing about uh, which token is actually going into the treasury, but that's separate. So yeah, right now it's a hundred percent of swap fees going to LPs, and we're talking about. Um, and honestly, we'd love to hear if maybe a 50-50 split doesn't make sense to you or anyone else. But that's sort of, I think, what both Ben and I think makes sense as far as, yeah, split between DAO and LPs. Okay, I don't know what happened with the microphone. But well, maybe a little poll can, can help you out with that. Maybe uh, 
uh, I don't know, maybe people will want to have more fees going to the to the treasury than the LPs since and then the treasury can do incentives uh, for the LPs, uh, LPs besides that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good point. Like, is that actually what we're doing here? Is it's like, you know, we'll give, you know, I think more incentives when the when LP pools are higher. Um, I think that's another whole nother great space we can do about like how we can make our incentive system better as well. Yeah, totally. A good thing is that you're trying to make the things different, better. So keep it up, sir. And, and let's see how it unfolds, right? I, I kind of like that thought, though. I kind of want to just explore it for a second. So like, I'm just going to think out loud through this might might end at a dumb conclusion. Um, like, let's say 100% of swap fees went to uh, the DAO. The problem there would be later down the road when we have like really massive liquidity providers um, that want to, you know, get some kind of return on their LPing. Maybe at that point, uh, like new emissions have sort of dried up or sort of operating more like Uniswap. Um, so then maybe a next step would be some sort of, and the DAO could vote on this and, you know, uh, approve it, some sort of automated uh, incentive structure from the DAO, something maybe similar to Osmosis where it's like volume weighted or something. So all fees go to the raw DAO, but then the raw DAO uh, through governance has control of how those funds are then distributed as incentive rewards. Something like that could potentially work. I think it's maybe... Even just talking there, it's more complex than this current model, but um, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think what I'm hearing that sounds really interesting is that, like, you know, maybe, maybe Rodow is taking a heavy portion of the fees currently, and the plan would be to eventually take, you know, less as incentives go down, as emissions go down. And I think that's really interesting, being like, hey, we're taking this now because um, we need to, you know, fund devs. We need to do all this stuff. And then changing that as time goes on, I think that that's a really interesting thought. Um, I think the one one thing to consider, which I, I would be interested to figure out how to get data on, is like, you know, if we were super aggressive on the fee splitting, are are there LPs that would take their money out of Juno Swap? My guess is probably not, because that's such a low amount of like the actual rewards they're getting. But it would be interesting to be able to like talk to those people or find out if those people exist. Yeah, I tend to agree with that and kind of circling back to like my earlier point of um, given where you are right now at this point in your like development and life cycle. Um, and then like also building off that, I guess I just want to echo opinions aside. The one thing I would just absolutely recommend, like for sure, and I, I'm sure you guys are already thinking this way, like you just mentioned, but I, I think it makes no sense. uh or rather just everybody listening as well. Uh, this discussion is for like the here and now any solid protocol like this is going to require different sort of metrics, be it for token emissions, incentives, swap fees, whatever, as it grows. So this isn't like, this is how raw is going to run forever, how it's relationship with Juno swaps going to be cemented in stone. Um, a good protocol like will adapt over time. That's just like a, a given so that would be my only solid recommendation which obviously you guys are already uh in the headspace of but yeah anything that works today might not work tomorrow and that's just something important to keep in mind uh equally for people in governance like when it gets time to vote on these things um keep that in mind it's not always a forever thing it's a what makes sense at the moment 
Yeah, and maybe to even be a little bit of a contrarian in, in the crypto world, like I, I actually get much more excited about, you know, I think a lot of projects like to publish like a 10-year tokenomics plan, which I, I think is kind of a little like, a little bit of like, it doesn't make that much sense to me because you, you have no idea what's going to happen in the next 10 years. You have no idea if that plan is going to make sense. You lose any ability to respond to like, you know, macro issues in the crypto market. And it's actually really exciting to me that instead of being like, 10-year plan. It's like, no, we're building a really great DAO with really great people that are going to be there to make the right decision when it needs to be made. And that to me is, is, is really exciting. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Awesome. So anyone up here, Ben, uh, Staken, <laughs> Staken, sorry, Delray, Rama, um, any more thoughts specifically on like this Commonwealth thing and swap fees? Uh, no, not really. Besides adding that historical information about how the, the swap has been doing and then the projection, I don't have any input uh, that I can think of. Thank you. Sweet. Well, appreciate you coming up here. Um, you both got it, of you. Buddy. you too, Rama. Cool. So I guess like uh, the next thing to kind of dive into to divulge from that a little bit uh, is I know you guys are planning. I don't know enough though. And so I want to hear more about some sort of updates. I don't know if this is what you might consider V2 or something like earlier in the roadmap, but I'm going to make it like much easier for people to make pools and to set up and organize incentives. Um, do you want to touch on that a little? Yeah, this is, this is like actually our next thing after the swap fees um, that we want to work on. But right now, um, if anyone here is like, has listed a token on Juno swap, uh, I, know, I know Max knows the pain. Um, but it's, it's kind of a mess. Like how, how you actually go about listing the tokens is very manual. Um, you have to make a PR to the Juno GitHub account. Uh, it's, it's, you know, we have to go in and like double check everything to make sure everything was set up correctly because there's just so many ways like it could go wrong. Um, yeah, it's, it's a disaster and we want to make it super easy and super seamless, um, to just create a pool, add whatever incentives you want. And then uh design on top of that design some system that's going to help people like determine which pools are you know at least avoid the super obvious scams um but yeah super excited about that um something the you know kind of the maybe not the community like our, our trader community and lp community but our the community of projects that we work with have been asking for 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 a very long time cool so uh bearing in mind that everything is always crazy in the development world and things change what does like coming soon mean for that? Is that like a couple weeks away, a month or two days? Um, yeah, uh, timeline scare me, but yeah, the idea. Be... Whoa, I just got an applause. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm just testing out uh, this uh, soundboard. I didn't know we had that. Wait, that's a built-in Twitter thing. Uh... <laughs> All right, continue, Ben. Sorry about that. Sorry, I just put some chips in my mouth. Um, but yeah, the uh, yeah timeline scare me. Uh, my my, I guess thinking through. I guess maybe like let me just think through specking out a project. Um, so we got to get designs done. I hope they'll be, those will be finalized next week. Um, we also need to kind of figure out. There's going to be like some smart contract work involved to like. Uh, we need like a registry, so like it's easy to like you know. So you need to like, the front end needs to be able to find the swaps. Um, and then we got to build the actual like user interface. We got to implement the design of like how you actually create these swaps. 
So my guess is probably like three or four weeks out, but subject to change. Cool. Yeah. No, that's the just a just a good ballpark. Obviously, it it probably will change. That's just how this world works. Uh, so the beauty of once this is once this is actually live, it's going to make like the people who are doing any of the ops of Geniswap's lives like a ton easier. Yeah. Cool. So that's that's pretty exciting yeah i know that that's like like you said not something you know the average swapper might care too much about um i think but i I honestly don't even know if that's true right because what it's going to do is it's going to allow more assets to easily be added and available and incentivized which makes for a, a better experience for the end user so definitely an exciting like step for everyone honestly yeah i couldn't agree more cool so all right so i guess that's like most of the main points. Um, is right. there anything? Kind uh, you of... know, when, uh, I'm a Juno holder myself. Uh, I used Unoswap like, I don't know, three months ago. Haven't used it that much uh, since then. But uh, w- wanted to ask you, are they on, on Kepler Mobile already? And what about the, the PC extension? Are we going to have Unoswap there? Do you know that? Um, I, we are on Kepler Mobile. Um, I guess... This is maybe that would be what, what what PC extension is there a Kepler? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I meant you know swap on the Kepler PC extension. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I we're on mobile. I haven't actually looked at the PC extension, so I'd have to look into that. Wait, what what piece? Do you just mean like yeah, the right now, you know wallet? you go to the you know swap web page and you connect your Kepler wallet, but it will be awesome like using the Dex from the Kepler extension. You know what I mean? Oh, like just in the actual, you know, you click on it in the top right, and if you're on Juno Chain, you'd have the ability to swap right there in Wallet. Is that what you mean? Oh yeah, I, I, that would be cool. I don't, I don't know, like how Kepler goes about deciding or Im- implementing that. I will say, if if that's something you want, there are wallets coming out that that actually do integrate Juno Swap. I think Leap. I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah. yep, Leap's integrated Juno Swap, so. That is that is something that we, we have pursued and is happening with wallets, um, but I don't know if I don't know if Kepler is planning on doing that. Yeah. And what are your That's thoughts cool. on, on on Leap Wallet? Because uh, I see it everywhere, but I haven't got the time to really use it. I think Leap Wallet's pretty cool. I I, I use it um, not as often as Kepler, um, but like downloaded it. Uh, set it up it's definitely slick they are a crazy like team of builders they're just like shipping stuff so quick and constantly asking for you know feedback and what people want uh so i'm a fan of leap wallet personally i don't know if ben's played with it at all um yeah i might be biased because they integrated juno swamp right off the bat but definitely cool product um (laughs) and speaking of user interviews um if anybody wants to be interviewed uh as a juno swap user um bow who recently joined our team has really been like picking taking the charge on like talking to our customers and figuring out you know what the issues are so definitely open call for anybody who who uh who wants to do that hit up hit up bow or go hang out on our discord do the juno swap oh, i'll totally take you up on that i uh yeah i i i like totally like i guess it was maybe it's just me because i'm like a turtle but I meant to just do my raw claim, I mean, um, stake, and I by mistake clicked withdraw. And now I'm like going through the whole 
on staking period. And I didn't even realize I did it. I only realized the next day when I went to uh, compound stake that it said it was withdrawing unstaking. I'm like, no. Oh, that sucks. I am Wait, so- from the DAO or LP? Not the LP from from the DAO from staking. Like the buttons Wait, are right are you next telling to me each I, Are you telling me I should have been compounding my rewards this whole time? I thought it automatically did it. No, no. It, so my bad. It does auto compound, which I would like to see the number. Like other auto compounding, like it shows like it, there's more like a psychological edge where like it shows it's compounding. It's kind of cool. Um, no, but what I meant is that there's a stake and unstake button that are right next to each other. Oh, and, and going to add more stake to it. Oh no! Right. So sad. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't need to pop up. Maybe I'm the only one that's done it because I'm just like a turtle. But, but like, wait, I, I, I'm what, actually, I, I can't believe this question's never come up with before. I mean, I'm sure it has. I just haven't been a part of the discussion. Um, but I'm just trying to think in my head, real quick, all frantically here. What would be the downsides of including like a cancel unbond or cancel stake feature? Yeah, I've never seen that anywhere i can't because like the the downside or the, the danger of altering a staking position is almost 100 percent of the time at least in regards to like network security and or, or protocol security dao security whatever is the unstaking like i don't see any reason i mean maybe if like people were no like even people who are hacked that would be a godsend like when they notice their shit's just randomly unbonding oh man it would be being godsend. able to be like nope don't do that and then you have this battle between you and the hackers <laughs> huh ben what just for, as a dev like on uh, who's kind of been behind the scenes of a little bit of this stuff like is that i assume it's possible any any idea why it's like not a thing yeah I, it's 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 a it's a really interesting thought um you know, it's not a thing on the Cosmos hub, which I can't give you the historic history there. Um, it, it, like, I think we actually have talked about that in Dow Dow. I don't think we ever implemented it, but it does make, yeah, like, like you said, there are, like, if you're choosing to add your security back, it could be helpful. I'm trying to think of the downsides. Like, you might start doing something where you're, like, constantly, like, having some unstaking, so you always have, like, some access to it, but that doesn't really make any sense. I wonder if there's any like voting attacks you can do, like have a bunch unstaked and then join in and have 50% real quick. That was kind of obscured, but yeah, I think in general it probably would make sense, but I would need to like sit down and think about it a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I just can't believe I've even uh, not heard like the, <laughs> the discussion brought up at all or like the, the, the question raised. Well, like, we can look at it right now, like, there's all this, like, whale is, like, unstaking all this atom. So let's theorize. If he were to quickly say, ha-ha, I tricked you at the last minute, but who's he really tricking? Like, right? Does it make a difference? Yeah, because he had it anyways. He could have all delegated it to one place or done whatever nefarious things we could think of, like, anyways, right? Timmy. Yeah, I, I, it's top of my head. Seems like it's actually it would be a good feature, because um, you want people to be staked. Yeah, definitely worth thinking through pretty in depth. But would be very interesting to see something like that make its like premiere on something like Rawdow, and then maybe get adopted uh, in a wider sense. And until then, maybe we can separate the unstake and stake button. 
I just realized, Ben, I'm going to add you as a co-host just so people who hop in here who aren't familiar with you might kind of make the direct connection with you and Rodell. Um, and also because I didn't notice Jake requesting for a minute there. And uh, so you might have, but Jake, thanks for popping up. How's it going? Oh, good. Just listening in. But I wanted to say uh, there is a, in STK 46, there is a new cancel unbounding delegation. So um, that's going into the Cosmos SDK. So I think it's a pretty good sign that people have thought through a lot of the like security implications of allowing people to cancel their unbonding. So I think I'd like to see that in Juno and like a lot of DAO smart contracts as well. Um, I think it's a great feature. Um, and I don't think it really hurts anything because, you know, um, but yeah, just wanted to add that in that that's actually going into the Cosmos SDK. And I think it's a great feature. I've definitely been in the situation where I like unbonded and then regretted unbonding and then had to wait like, you know, three weeks. It's not fun. Well, I, in that case, how quickly can we spin something like that up for our buddy Dragon here? <laughs> oh, to me. <laughs> if only things worked like that, right? It sounds great, actually. <laughs> Sometimes I have unbonded by mistake. And, and yeah, uh, it oh, there you go. Then, actually, Dragon. you're not I'm alone at all. That. I'm not alone. I feel so much better now. Well, Ben, you could do like a all night Red Bull hackathon thing. Shift this new button. It's pr- <laughs> whoever, whoever implements the cancel unbonding first for Rod Elwin. Not that hard of a change. I, I, I think yeah. I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure I wrote the staking, the Dow Dow staking contract. Um, someone. Please <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong. But yeah, I think it would just be like an unbond and restake thing. And then you could update the contract. Maybe we'll just do this for Dragon. Just, just you know, screw everything else we've been talking about. Let's, let's yeah, I think that'd be great. Bob. Yeah, let's, let's ship it. Let's, let's save Dragon. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm well, um, no, as as um, a amphibious crustacean sea creature, you know, I'm on your side here. I'm blushing so hard. You, could, you can't see where my hat ends and begins. <laughs> that's so awesome that is uh, jake thanks so much for for popping up with that because yeah if it's getting implemented in the next cosmos sdk module that definitely means it's gotten thought through and hey guys i need to help out but uh great conversation as always uh joe ben good luck with the proposal i'll think about the suggestions and all the things that spoken here today and for the rest uh have a have a good night thanks as always delray you have a good yeah, one man that was awesome we gotta get cool. dragon out of the out of working for McDonald's. <laughs> I've never even I've looked at your profile picture a million times. I've never even like registered that that's a McDonald's hat. <laughs> oh yeah, well I I, ne- I didn't have one until after Terra crashed, and um, oh. yeah, yeah, I had to add it, and I make like if you would have told me just like four months ago that I would make like ten million Luna an hour flipping burgers, <laughs> I'd be like, no way. <laughs> yeah well you're not right you're making lunk <laughs> i'm making lunk yeah i'm making right i'm making 10 million lunk an hour gosh who wants lunk who wants lunk oh, i get the chills <laughs> thinking about it yeah despite anyways so anyways Cool. Um, well, this has been awesome. Ben, are there any things like uh, in particular we didn't touch on uh, that you want to? I know there are like uh, a couple odds and ends we can hop back to, but any like major points or cool upcoming things you wanted to 
uh, get feedback or tease or anything like that. Yeah. No, I, I think this was really awesome. Uh, I know, I know Bao was, uh, yeah, Bao's doing interviews that that would be a real help if anybody's like, I know a lot of people are really passionate, so it'd be great to like get your actual feedback and get it documented. Um, you know, contribute to the Commonwealth proposal, uh, make your own Commonwealth proposals. I know I saw 360 was here. 360 has done some pretty cool proposals, just like, which is awesome when people come in with really strong ideas and love to love to chat. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good. Is there, is there anything else you want to touch on? Um, if you like odds and ends, um, I'll just shout out real quick for people listening later. Right now, Bao is in the space here. Name just Bao. But if you guys want to like get in touch with him and do one of those interviews on Twitter, his handle is B-A-O-S-K-E-E. So Bowski. Um, but yeah, super cool. I believe it's the same on Discord. Cool. Bao, I'm signing up first. So I just gave you a follow. I'll totally down. Wait, say again? I, I didn't catch what you said, Dragon. My bad. Oh, I, I gave Bao a shout out. I said I'm first on the list. I gave him a follow and I'm going to DM him. Perfect. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Here, we'll get Bao up here, actually. Looks like he wants to speak. Um, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> You, you motherfuckers, throwing me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's you and like Jacob and a couple other people. Um, yeah, Bao, what's going on, man? Thanks for popping up. Hey, yeah, uh, thanks for mentioning me. Um, yeah, feel free to reach out. I think feedback is like always wanted. I just hated like building stuff without feedback at like other orcs. So like, I'm really excited to work in crypto and like talk to users directly. There's no in-betweens, and you can get feedback straight from people. So I'm excited about that. It is such a different world. Like, that that and many other ways, like, this Web3 world we're in is is so different. Like, it's crazy that I'm even on a space here with the Premier decks on, like, my favorite chain. That's just crazy. How many animal avatars are in this crowd? It's it's awesome. (laughs) Imagine if you could smell this room right now. Imagine this. With, are, you, are you referencing the link meme? <laughs> Imagine. Just like all the different animals, like a gorilla, cat, and a dog. By the way, how fire is Raw Juno LP? I mean, it's just my favorite LP. Love it. It like prints crypto. Prints crypto. Yeah, me and Ben and I were talking the other day actually about. Um, Actually, this might be a little somewhat interesting to get into. Um, I think I think I've covered all the like main points I wanted to touch on for raw, but I kind of just pick your brain on some sort of adjacent uh, topics while I have you, Ben. One of which being like kind of what we started talking about the other day, how it's really interesting to look at. Uh, like right now, the primary pool for raw is Juno, right? It's not with a stable coin, um, and that has some like really interesting effects on. Raw's price and just its relation to other coins in the ecosystem and other like LP pools. Um, I don't have like a specific point on this, but it's this. It's an interesting dynamic to think about where for the most part, like what keeps there's two things that move prices, right? Uh, Actual like buying and selling and then arbitrage and arbitrage shouldn't be discounted. Um, And so you get this like unique effect that we don't we don't even have an analogy for it that I know of in like the traditional finance world where 
you know, a, a, the analogy would be something like a commodity whose main trading pair is with a stock that mines it, like as if gold's main trading pair was against the stock of a massive gold mining company or something rather than against the USD. Um, and so like, just because you mentioned the, the raw Juno pool, uh, it made me think of that. And I think it's like, I think it makes a lot of sense to do it this way. Um, so I guess a question for you, Ben, is if when Juno swap and raw launched, if USDC was already like way more adopted and there was way more liquidity flowing around the cosmos, like let's say the timelines were slightly different. Would you guys have like concentrated effort on the Juno pool or the USDC? Um, I, it's a really good question. I, I, it's a really interesting phenomenon. Like basically if you look at raw, at least over the past month or so, it's just very much tracks. Um, Juno price. Juno is a good day. Raw is a good day. Juno is a bad day. Raw is a bad day. And yeah, I think it is that, that one big pool. And what's weird about kind of the AMM is like, I, I don't think you actually even need the arbitrage side of things. Like if Juno price starts going up because like the way like AMMs work, like you just assume both sides of the pool are equal. So the price of the price of raw will go up if the price of Juno goes up um, just by like without anyone even touching that pool. And then I don't think anyone's really trying to like, there's really no arbitrage you can make off like, you know, like what, what, what pool would you be trading raw out against? There might be some little arbitrage against the raw USDC or something, but um, but yeah, I actually think it is ideal to have it. Well, I mean, thank fucking God we didn't pair with UST, right? That would have been a disaster. Um, but, uh, I, I think having it paired with Juno and having that relationship, I, I, I like, you know, I think everybody, everybody who's involved with raw, like also loves Juno. Like you don't, you know, they, you can, you can love Juno, not be a raw holder, but if you're a raw holder, you, you pretty much are you're definitely a Juno diehard. So. I think that relationship is good and I think it's awesome that like, you know, all boats rise together. So I think even today we would still pick raw Juno as our main pair. Except some marine boats, they don't, they don't rise. It's, Everything but, um, else. <laughs> every, wait, I, I actually, I, I don't know, I hope I'm not, but this is, um, I just realized that like I'm really excited to ask this question. It, is it programmed that every day for like an hour you can't claim Rewards. Where's oh, that it's not supposed to do that. Oh, okay. Interesting. Wait, this is good feedback. Is that something you've noticed? Yeah, yeah. There, it, it feels like like I'm I'm, I'm in habitual compounder. So I kind of go in. Um, I, I like to go in once a day when when osmosis uh, after osmosis gives us rewards. Um. And oftentimes, I cannot claim the um, uh, GenoSwap rewards. I have to come back later to do it. Oh, I have not noticed that personally, but I do always claim around the same time. I, it might be that that time, uh, something that we were working on, that time might be a time when a lot of people are doing it, probably exactly for that reason you mentioned, that that's when osmosis is. And like the, the RPCs that we were using might get overloaded. That would be my guess of why you're seeing some instability around that time. Uh, okay. That's a good sign. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that can make sense, actually. Cool. Good question. Um, we use the, we use, it is stakers, RBCs, last I checked. 
Um, so we, we definitely, it's something that we're working on this week is we're, we're just abusing the shit out of the RPC. So we really need to refactor a bit on our front end so that we like don't put as much load on their servers and then also work with them to, you know, upscale the servers when appropriate, but they're already running a pretty big cluster over there. Cool. So we, the, the, let me think the, the one thing I wanted to add on the, uh, like pairing uh, topic of like Rod's main pairing being with Juno Swap uh, or with Juno on Juno Swap. I I think I'm I'm with you, Ben. Like I think it actually is the right move for two reasons now um, that complement each other. One being the one that like I mentioned before when we talked, where it kind of makes sense where its pairing is against Juno because it's almost weighing. It, it's saying like okay. Raw is nothing without Juno, right? So it doesn't really make sense to pair it from the USD from that perspective. And it is, its price is almost like its proportion to the Juno network. So let's say nothing changes, nothing, uh, nothing on Juno changes, no new dApps come out, no new tokens, whatever, uh, for the course of a week. During that week, Juno's price uh, skyrockets or dumps into the ground, either one. It actually makes total sense that Raw's price would perfectly reflect that movement and do the exact same thing because its relation to like what Juno is and the proportion of it that it makes up hasn't changed. You know, Raw DAO is still, uh, you know, X amount of TVL on Juno or X amount of transactions per day or whatever. So that's sort of how I was thinking about it when we were chatting before. Um, but now that you sort of mentioned, uh, like building off my comment on arbitrage, it almost makes sense from two angles where because that makes sense and like it it doesn't really have a direct relation with the US dollar, it really is far more related to Juno. Having the main pairing with Juno, like you said, actually sort of prevents arbing and ensures that, like I said, there's like two ways that an asset's price moves, uh, just sort of organic buying and selling and arbitraging. And it almost removes the arbitraging part of it so that Raw's price discovery relative to Juno now, not relative to USD, is completely organic. And it's just from like buyers and sellers. Whereas if it has a USD pairing, there is like more potential, especially like, let's say, um, I assume Raw would eventually get listed on like Loop and other DEXs, permissionless assets. So that'll happen eventually. Um, And with the USD pairing, it's just, it makes our bots work that way so like it, it is on osmosis. Yeah. pretty small pool but it is there actually it was listed on osmosis before juno swap which is true really embarrassing <laughs> that's funny no that's true um i guess arbing's a little bit harder with the ibc like latency so i wasn't thinking that but yeah so i i'm actually i agree with you i think that juno it's funny when i when we first brought up the topic before i had ever thought about it I had always considered it this little like hacky cheat code. That's like kind of unfair. It's like, oh, these assets can just be like tied to ETH and it doesn't matter if they're good or not. Like if ETH goes up, they'll go up like back in the day when I was trading. And so I would have thought of it in kind of a negative light. But the more I've kind of become part of these ecosystems, especially for something like Juno, that is its own sort of like decentralized thing. Raw's not on an exchange. Juno's barely on any exchanges. It, it makes perfect sense now that I've kind of been through all the all the steps of it. Yeah, I, I, I think that what you're saying, like, yeah, that totally makes sense. I, I kind of quite put together all those thoughts, but that makes total sense. And I also think that's like where we want to be. Like we, we want to be supporting the growth of Juno. So we want to, you know, 
we want raw to be growing with you now or dying you know <laughs> you know or dying together <laughs> no 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 if we gonna die today we gonna die together you know, we don't um, die we're not gonna you know. die um but yeah we actually were having a really interesting conversation that related to this today in our in our sprint planning where we you know bow again shout out to bow has been like really bringing in our like kpis and metrics that we look at every week and one of them is like you know volume and and uh you know tvl and volume obviously big metrics but we've been looking at them in dollar values and it's like weird it's like okay like juno goes up and down whatever especially because juno is like the most traded asset on our platform it's like it's not really telling much about what we've done like we're not you know, we do, you know, we actually do affect Juno price to some degree in the long run and we want to affect it more, but you know, day to day, it's probably not us. So it'd be actually much more interesting to look at those metrics in terms of Juno. And then we can be, be able to see like, okay, how much Juno is flowing into our platform versus how much Juno is flowing out of our platform and see how, what we're doing is affecting that. Interesting. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, it is kind of hard to quantify, like, like how effective a platform is being. But something like just raw Juno sort of throughput, so to speak, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, Juno goes from, you know, 250 to $5 or $5 to $10, whatever. Our TVL will double. But that doesn't necessarily mean we've gotten any more tokens on our platform. Or right. Like, like, great. Love to see it. But, you know. Yeah, it's actually the exact same like train of logic I was trying to follow with the with the like pool pairing thing. Yeah, it's like down to the metric level of of what metrics you track. Very cool. Okay, so like the- I, I do want to see us have more pool pairings, and, and the main reason to do that is I think it makes a lot more sense to incentivize pools that have raw in it because that locks up. You know, it creates more lock. You know, like more reasons to have raw, raw and more reason to lock up raw. So it makes a lot more sense for the DAO to be incentivizing those pools as opposed to pools that are paired with other assets. Totally, yeah. That that's one of those areas where like Osmosis definitely got it right, um, and that just kind of seems to make sense. Is like incentivize their native token as much as possible for a sort of reinforcing system. Um, sweet. So I guess the last thing, and this is um, not you know too specific to like well, anything you're building. Um, at least not you specifically. I know there's some cool stuff going on, but just as someone working on a DEX, there's so much talk these days about liquid staking and like different liquid staking modules coming out and then discussions popping up around if liquid staking is even good, what it means for like accurate reflections of TVL, uh, sort of all this stuff. Just in general, like what are your thoughts on liquid staking and how it will eventually fit into JunoSwap, you know, one way or the other? Yeah, I mean, my position on liquid staking has always been it's it's a little irrelevant whether it's good or not on a cosm wasm chain. Like it's it's gonna happen, and in a, on a permissionless on a permissionless cosm wasm chain, it's gonna happen, and that like you know we can't really fight against that. So it, it, it's here, um, and actually, I think liquid staking is really important um, for DeFi ecosystems. In this, you know, we live in this like proof of stake ecosystem where currently there's really high APR, like natively risk the APR by staking your Juno. So, you know, if I can, if I can get 80% or whatever, 70%, whatever it is today, staking my Juno, it's going to be really hard for a DeFi protocol to come by and offer me rates on my Juno that beat that. Um, because I'm probably taking risk in that DeFi protocol. And, uh, you know, how are you going to beat 80% unless you're doing like some crazy, just like emission, you know, two, you know, emissions that lost like 
a couple weeks. So by introducing this staking derivative, you allow people to stake their Juno and also put their stake Juno into, into DeFi and really lets this DeFi ecosystem kind of like grow and th thrive, offering like, you know, much more reasonable rates than, you know, that, that are actually real and based off sound tokenomics. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think there's like, personally, I think there's numerous pitfalls with liquid staking that we'll discover over time. Not ones I can particularly point to now, but just, uh, there, there's been a couple actually, but like, um, that being said, I completely agree with you. It, it's going to happen. And also for certain chains, such as Juno with its emissions, right? Even after the third inning, uh, it, it is kind of needed to allow DeFi to at least like start to blossom because there's otherwise there's just this. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly what you said. I don't need to, I don't need to repeat. I, I think the other thing that that's really exciting from a Juno swap perspective is, you know, I, I, I <laughs> so many liquid staking protocols launching it's going to be interesting to see what that market kind of shapes up to be like liquid staking is the type of thing where there's just going to be a huge network effect where you know i think there'll only be a couple winners out of like you know the kind of the the number that exists in the space and the winners are going to be determined by which you know which staking assets are best integrated into DeFi, in my opinion um but with the you know kind of all these staking assets that are all you know they're not necessarily totally equivalent, but like on a given day, like they're pretty equivalent. Um, I think that you're going to see a lot of swapping between these different assets to, to use different products and a really great opportunity with that and for USDC to JunoSwap to actually have stable pools and to, you know, really uh, be a place where you can have high volume and have high liquidity and all these Juno staking assets. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're heading there. Got a brilliant move in uh, chess.com. Playing chess on the side. <laughs> yeah, but I, I this is only my third brilliant move in like you got years. A brilliant of move. Playing. That's yeah. how, how do you even get? That's like when you beat the algorithm. Um, yeah, I, I've only gone it like three times in like I don't know several thousand games. I, didn't I don't. Know, those are real. Yeah, I'll, I just screenshotted it. It's so cool. I, I'm so proud of myself, but. I didn't even, I played like a 78.5. <laughs> it's, it's, um, but I still got the move. I, I think the thing with the brilliant move is like, you might not even know how to play off of it to make it brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, we should play chess sometime. I'm sure you'll kick my ass if you're out here getting brilliant moves. Oh, let's do it, bro. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. Uh, <laughs> that's, I, I have not used chess.com. I've seen it. Um, See some okay. funny ass stories about it. <laughs> I'll tweet it. I have a Ben or Dragon, have either of you heard of the like uh the legend of I forget his name. It's something with 420 in it. It's some weed joke, but he's a guy on chess.com that has like by far the worst scores ever because he's just playing a different game than anyone else. He's playing some like king's rush type game where the objective is to like get the king to the other side of the board and he doesn't give a shit that his opponents are playing normal chess what? <laughs> heard of this? No. okay no. i'll have to try and find it and i'll shoot it to both you it's the funniest story that's some great startup advice you know play, play not the game everyone else is playing yeah <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, we meant to fit that in. That was that. Was I do a... that as a trader. I always buy high and sell low. 
Don't don't we all? The goal is lose all the money, right? I just tweeted the um the the link if you want to check it out. It's it's for real. Awesome. I get out of this space, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's actually an interesting tie-in of something we're chatting about. We're like, for JunoSwap, like we 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 do like you know, Osmosis is a competitor in a lot of senses, but in, in a very real way, we, we're fulfilling a very different need in the market. Where Osmosis is, you know, very much just IBC hub. I mean, credit where credits due, Osmosis basically was the birth of IBC. Like I remember those first couple of days were like so so much fun just getting like thousands of dollars <laughs> incentives um but uh what we were really doing instead of you know how they were kind of this ecosystem for ibc we want to be that for for you know kind of organic juno projects while also you know allowing juno projects and DeFi on juno to have really native access to the ibc tokens as well yeah sweet um Oh, real quick. That's cute. Real quick shout out from Rama earlier. He appreciated your answering his questions. I guess Twitter rugged him. He didn't mean to leave abruptly, um, as Twitter is apt to do. Um, but I actually had one last thing just on the liquid staking thing that I wanted your take on and how it could potentially maybe work on Juno or just your like general thoughts on it. I don't know. You were not too involved with Terra One, correct? No, no. So... I wouldn't say like my favorite necessarily, but I think the single most interesting project that was on the original Luna um, was something called Prism. That was a liquid staking thing that split your Luna into two different tokens. One represented the uh, yield generating portion. So like the, uh, you know, staking rewards and the other represented the principle and the governance. And these were like separate tokens that you could trade one of away or only buy one of. Um, and like, it'll lock my little brain, but I know that it's cool. And so I wanted to at least just hit you with it while we were still around the liquid staking topic. Um, and as someone who's, you know, building a DeFi product, just initial thoughts on that. Because I'm sure that's probably the first you've heard of it if you weren't too involved with uh, Luna. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. I'm I'm almost interested to like I don't even look at the stake easy staking derivative, but I know they they just listed on JunoSwap and they have a ton of different assets. So I'm curious if that's kind of similar to what they they've been doing, but I, I can't confirm. But yeah, I I think it's you know I think that's what crypto is really fun and really great at. Or DeFi is really great at is making just kind of splitting up everything into like different assets. You know, um, I think that's cool. I. I'd be curious to know how that would, which one would be better. And like, you know, I think the big thing is like, which one is going to play the best with DeFi? Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it up because I think it directly kind of tied in with one of the things you brought up, which is for something like Juno with such high emissions, you sort of need liquid staking to enable DeFi. But what if you could take it a step farther, right? And like, I could keep my yield generating portion of Juno while selling or LPing or whatever the the principle. Like, I don't know, it's just it's very weird to wrap your head around actually. Yeah, or or, you know, keeping the 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 principle and selling, you know, basically getting a loan on your future yield, being like, hey, like I'm gonna get this yield in the future, but like I need it now. So I'm willing to like take a discount on that future yield. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. So I have a scenario that has been haunting me and it's been reminded to me during this conversation. I sleep well at night because everything that I have is staked. So like, hey, if I get hacked, the hacker is going to have to unstake. Then I'm going to know something's up. But is there a process already in place for regaining control of your bags once that process is started? Yeah, I've, I've actually thought about this a good amount. I, I think you end up, you're basically in a race with the hacker to to grab the asset and send it to a different address when the unstaking is complete. Yeah. And that race comes down to like a script that he probably already has. Yep. However, yeah. I've seen exactly what you're talking about be done. I've seen people post on Twitter that their assets are unbonding. Um, they get referred, like in the cosmos, people I can know and I have not personally done this, but people I do feel like I could reach out and verify this is true if I wanted. Okay. Um, where they've got someone to write a script that was faster or better or whatever it was and have successfully saved it that way. But I've also that's a business. Not play that's out. Like a, it's a niche <laughs> business, but it's a business because people obviously know what they're willing to pay to save it. Yeah. And in some cases, it could be 30% of their bags right. or 50%. Uh, this is where the unbonding gets interesting because then it changes the game, the game a bit where you can just keep unbonding for like, you know, even years and hope that their script kind of just dies and the hackers. Oh, you mean cancel? Keep canceling the unbonding? Canceling every time they redo it and then ev eventually they probably will just stop caring. God, that that is such an interesting situation to think about because eventually you're like, is this even my money if I can't like do anything with it? <laughs> right. They might write a script that just will keep unbonding it though and now you're really stuck in some type of where where we're all gonna get fucked is going back to liquid staking is there's actually been talk there's been a zaki wrote a liquid staking module that lets you unstake your assets like immediately so that kind yeah of, that i saw that changes everything here and uh was that do we know if that was intentional or was that sort of a byproduct um yeah, I think that's just like a byproduct that it would make like this hacking different and easier. Um, it would be because that, that po the point is that you can switch into a liquid staking derivative immediately. Right. Um, yeah, there has been chat about adding it to Juno. So uh, maybe Dragon won't be sleeping so well at night anymore. No. We'll have to have another space for that. <laughs> yes, please. Cool. What are you? Are you a lobster? I'm a crab. Oh, you're a crab. Okay. Yeah, well, we could be friends. He's Mr. Crab. Mr. Crab. Oh, but I was a lobster. Have... If I was a lobster, you wouldn't hang out with me? No, I, I think I hang out with you too, but like, I'm more similar. We're more alike. We both have sh like these shells that we like to go inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I hang out on, in the water on dry land. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've hung out. I've hung out in Dryland a few times. It's okay, but the um, utmost chases me around. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, utmost. I'm yeah. sure he catches up to you rather quickly. He Fuck. does. He likes to sit on my shell and make me walk around, taking Fuck. places. Fun Pupmos fact, but in one chat of the many chats I'm in, everyone got very annoyed at the pup speak. Pupmos changed to Pupmos. Dash translated by GPT three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait, people could actually get mad at Pupmos. 
What do you say? Uh, people like in real life could possibly get mad at the cutest pup in the Cosmos ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, pup is very technical, and sometimes having very technical conversations. Yeah, pup. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Is, uh, it, can be, it can be hard to digest as is, and the pup speak adds a, a whole new layer. <laughs> I, I don't think people were actively mad; they just were not like ignoring. They were unable to follow conversation. Well, yeah. what I've noticed with him, it's like when he, the more serious he talks, the more I know I have to pay attention because he's like actually saying something yes. serious. Yep. It's yeah. kind of, a, yeah. I wonder if he intended it that way, but I, I have the same, it has the same effect on me. I'll be like, oh, I'll actually really read this one closely because this is. <laughs> this is I, yeah. <laughs> Like whenever he messages me not in pup speak, I like drop whatever I'm doing. <laughs> all right, exactly. And then I'll investigate like the 38 threads that led up to him. I'm now two hours in, and I'm figuring out what happened. Yeah, um, yeah. The power of I think we're I think we're at a good point here. Um, as I do this little intro, if anyone does have any last sort of questions, I know we said we were going to do an AMA at the end, so feel free to request to come up. Um, but barring that, because I think people already would have, uh, I guess I just want to thank you, Ben, for, for reaching out to me to do this and, um, yeah, and all this awesome insight and yeah. Any shout outs for the people, obviously the Commonwealth thread above, that's probably number one, go give your input over there. Yeah, um, the, the Juno shop discord, we're really trying to like resurrect, um, making that a really happening place. And obviously a huge shout out to, to Timmy for putting this together and making sure I wasn't just silence the whole time. Timmy. That's, that's what I do as Timmy. Timmy. Yeah. Cool. Well, exciting stuff. Um, we'll definitely have to do this again, you know, a month or two down the road. I'm sure there'll be a whole new batch of updates to talk about and uh, Commonwealth threads to go through. So honestly, we're just at the beginning. I, I feel honored to host the first raw DAO, like official Twitter space. So super cool. Yeah, really appreciate it. appreciate everyone coming and listening and speaking. It's been great. All right. Um, as always, huge shout out to Terra Spaces for recording, especially tonight. I know you had to hop off uh, or free up a machine just for this, um, but hopefully it's worth it. Uh, anybody listening to this later in the future, um, hopefully you're doing it on Terra Spaces. And yeah, I guess with that, we'll catch you guys next week. Um, I do these Cosmonaut boot camps, we call them, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. EST. Um, and then, of course, that's not enough. So follow Cosmos Spaces here on Twitter to just stay up to date on all the other awesome stuff going on. There's always Wednesday, um, sorry, always weekend spaces going on that are worth hitting up. Um, and other than that, yeah, everybody have a great night, great west of, rest of the week. I'm getting tired. And we'll we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Dragon. Timmy. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Timmy. That was Cosmo Spaces, Cosmonaut Bootcamp with Ra Dow. Hosted by Tendermint Timmy. Recorded on Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. For TimSpaces.org, I'm Finn. 
Thanks for Timmy. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep your hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, star screen jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Vision in the middle, men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next. No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up. Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol, but it didn't matter. We was all hyped up when the pedal hit the metal. He just didn't have the right skill. Watched in the daytime till the night curfew. Rats in a cage till they make time to murky. Got a little job that falls under my purview. We gotta get this mob away from the birds. Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion Vision in the middle, men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Ten spaces.